HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Comté Cheese Association. Comté, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at comté-usa.com. That's c-o-m-t-e-usa.com. everyone and welcome to Cutting the Curd on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host Karen Warren and today on the show we have Adam Moskowitz, the host and organizer of Cheesemonger Invitational, also known as CMI. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kara, for having me. I really appreciate you and Cutting the Curd. Oh, well, you're the best. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious, are you excited for CMI this fall? Like how psyched are you? This is the first in-person Cheesemonger Invitational in how many, two years, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, a uh, year, I guess a year. Yeah, first of all, I don't even, time is just really uh, strange nowadays. Uh, yes, I am very, I've, I don't think I've ever been more excited for a CMI than I am for this one. The last CMI we did in person was CMI in San Francisco in 2020. So I guess it's going to be almost two years by the time we do this event, yes. Oh my goodness. And uh do you think cheesemongers are ready to come back to CMI? What is the vibe from the cheesemonger circuit? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, ready, definitely. I think who who isn't ready for some some social interaction? Um, so far, we, we've got about uh, 20 cheesemongers signed up. Um, and it's the, the cheesemongers are signing up from all over the country, which is a really pleasant surprise. I thought it was going to be very geo-based. Um, and the sense I'm getting is like extreme excitement, actually. Um, we were we, we did two online events that really kind of kept kept the vibe flowing. Um, but this go around, I have a feeling it's going to be like similar to CMI Chicago in that like I'm, I'm purposely due to COVID not pushing for a large public facing event. Um, so this is hopefully going to be a very intimate um, and very professional gathering. So are there, for the cheesemongers listening to this episode, are there any like certain precautions uh, because of the whole pandemic that you guys are taking to help make them feel safer? Very much so. So in order to participate, you have to either show proof of vaccination or have a negative PCR test within 72 hours of entry. We're also going to have temp checks at the entrance 
Um, and, and those things combined, I think, are going to be currently our safety measures. Um, now, that's for – so like the, basically, well, a couple things. One, very excited for this CMI we're doing not one but two days of education uh, because education really is the cornerstone of this event, and it's also where the most community building occurs. Um, for that, you know, we're very safe at my warehouse, and and we have airflow, et cetera. Um, for the public-facing event, what we've done is that we've reduced the occupancy to approximately 30%. So we're going to have a tremendous amount of social distancing available, um, and and we're going to also follow, obviously, any protocols that New York City puts down as it relates to public gatherings. Great. Very cool. And then uh, in terms of actual competition, are there any new nuances to the competition or can we divulge any uh, like um, trade secrets about the competition right now just for those extra special listeners or totally. what do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, well, first of all, I really am trying my best to stay away from the word competition because I'm oh, realizing competition okay. might scare people away. Um, no, I mean, I appreciate what you're saying. What I'm, what I'm trying to call them now is challenges. Because what I really want to try to convey to the cheesemongers out there is that this really isn't a competition. It's a community building exercise coupled with the cheesemonger obstacle course. And the obstacle course is filled with challenges that are related to your daily work. And we don't judge people. We simply score people and you get your feedback. And I think this is a really important thing to note. What I've noticed is that cheesemongers that score less than they desire or wish ultimately come back and wind up knocking it out of the park. My point is, is it's not the guy, the people that win feel great. The people that don't win but get their feedback, get inspired, come back, and then kick butt. Um, because of our online experience, we're going to add a social media component. I think social media food styling and social media uh, marketing is a really important aspect of being a cheesebonger in today's world. So that's going to be integrated into our new experience. And then we're also, um, for the finals, we're – adding some or better stated evolving some of the rounds that we did in San Francisco. So for the cut round, for example, there's going to be like a speed cut and then a cut to order where uh, we're going to I'm basically going to announce a weight that I want you to cut and you're going to have to do that in real time. Um, then there's going to be a speed wrap where it's going to be the same type of uh, cut piece that you're going to wrap in a time frame. And then there's going to be the well, like the beauty wrap where we're going to give you very challenging pieces of cheese and you're going to have to wrap them. Oh, my God. I am very excited about all of those new ideas because I wish I could do them myself right now. Um, that is like one of the proudest things I know for most mongers is to wrap a cheese and make it look like glasses on it. So um, I am stoked to to see that. And and so will this also be actually will this also be um, viewable online? Like, uh, will there be cameras and things for people if they are not able to see it in person or can they watch it later somehow? Great question. I'm still working out those details, but my ambition is, yes, I, I my dream is to have some sort of like robot iPad walking around and, and like allowing a viewpoint as if you are in the audience. That's my dream. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but at the very least, we're definitely going to have a video going on and it will either be live or posted to our website later. I feel um, like Instagram Live might even pull it off now that I'm just like kind of brainstorming with you. I, 
you know, like how they have all those music shows, like the versus stuff online, maybe. And then like people could applause and heart things as they're happening in action. I don't know. Anyway, I just can't. No, that, that. that is an amazing idea. And I actually think we're going to do that. That's that's the, I think that's the solution. Yes. OK. Win. Win for all cheese people right now. <laughs> like We will we will we have figured out some technology, which is, is not always my strong point, but I'm really glad that I could contribute. To CMI a little bit. <laughs> in um, this Karen, way. <laughs> you, you've, you've contributed in many ways. Um, uh, you know, you, you are a shining example of why I love CMI so much. I remember your first go at this, and and by being a part of it, I've been able to watch you grow, break out of your shell, and become a true voice and stalwart of cheesemonger evolution in this in this game. Um, So I I applaud you and I I really am grateful for the work that you're currently doing with Cutting the Curd and E-Signy. So I want to, again, kind of you, but you do, you do all the work, you do the true coordinating and organizing. And, and just for the listeners out there, I did um, stress myself out enough to do it three times. The cheesemonger invitational each time was a, an amazing experience. Um, I met, how would, you, yeah, how would you describe it? I'm sorry. I'm not even being you. No, Karen, no, what, no. What was your, how would you describe your CMI experience? Um, foundational to create a network of cheese industry professionals that I now know forever. And, um, and, and that to me is like the signature point about the Cheesemonger Invitational. Uh, the educational um, rounds before are definitely groundbreaking in the way they give you a layer to some cheeses that you already know. But then to actually meet other people like yourself, because I think as a cheesemonger, there's a lot of otherness um, because you're doing something that most people don't do. But then you meet other people that are like you and it's like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. There are other people who love cheese just as much as me and um, have that special passion. Um, it's it's wonderful. Um, and to, to know those people now years later um, is exactly just it's it's been wonderful. So I'm 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 very thankful to you, Adam, for pulling uh, this together because there's never been anything like it. Uh, I don't know if anyone will ever be able to replicate it because it is a it's it has its place and it, it is uh, special to the well to the Northeast and now the West Coast and Chicago. Um, so for cheesemongers out there, it's just a way to be integrated more into a really awesome industry um is how i feel about it what do you think pretty good <laughs> I, th- I think that's great i mean i to me like to me cmi is like the tyrosine of cheese in that like there are other cheese industry related events but it's rather populated whereas for us especially during the education days we're all just together it's a limited group and they all share the same career the same passion but come from all varied aspects of cheesemongering from the small cut to order cheese shop to the national conglomerate and being able to bounce off each other while learning from some of the best and brightest cheese luminaries in the industry um, is, is nothing short of amazing. It's very rare to get the unfettered access that as a cheesemonger you're able to get at CMI when talking to a Matteo Keller, a Jason Hines and the people of that nature, while at the same time getting to speak to cheesemongers that are from every part of the U.S., um, and then for the competition itself, um, again, the challenge is it's, it's 
it's stressful, but it's like good stress mm-hmm. and it's health. It's healthy stress. It's inspiring stress. And the be- the thing I like most is when cheesemongers talk to me about how they, with their fellow cheesemongers in their shop, work together to prepare them. And that to me is the coolest part is that like rising tides raises all ships and having people behind you encourage you, inspire you and work together with you to get better at what you do is what it's really all about, right? There's no such thing as perfection in this world. All we could do is work for progress. And that to me is the the, the cornerstone of CMI. Watching cheesemongers progress is just the greatest gift that I've been able to get for myself professionally. I could earnestly say that during the perfect beverage, perfect plate and perfect bite rounds, I cry every single time. And I cry at tears of joy because to see American cheesemongers elevate cheese in terms of how it looks, how it's composed, the flavor combinations, and just the overall creativity really, truly brings me to tears. Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys. Well, on that note, Adam, I'm going to leave you in tears for just a second. We're going to take a quick, quick break, and uh, then we'll return with some other really interesting – I have a question about fancy food, so we're going to get right back. All right, everyone, you're listening to Cutting the Curd. I have Adam Moskowitz with me, and we'll be right back. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Conte Cheese Association. Conte Cheese Association represents the Conte PDO, Conte Protected Designation of Origin in the USA. Conte is a raw milk cooked pressed cheese from the Jura Mountains of France. There, every day, 2,500 family farms deliver milk to over 150 local cheesemaking facilities, or fruitiers. This milk must be transformed into Conté within 24 hours of milking to preserve the lactic microflora in the milk, ensuring the cheese's aromatic potential. About 105 gallons of milk are required to craft a single wheel of Conté. Conté takes time to acquire its flavors in the affinage cellars. After eight months of aging by dedicated affineurs on average, each wheel of Conté is graded and shipped to market. No wheel of Conté is the same. Its flavors speak to the pastures where the cows grazed, the season in which it was made, the particular craftsmanship of the cheesemaker, and the time spent in the aging cellar. Therefore, every wheel of Conté is unique. Learn more about Conté, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at Conté-USA.com. That's C-O-M-T-E hyphen U-S-A dot com. Welcome back, everyone, to Cutting the Curd. I'm your host, Kara Warren, and I have Adam Moskowitz of Cheesemonger Invitational on the show with me today. Um, Adam, how did you feel when Fancy Food Show was canceled the other day? Did that make or break you? What was what was your vibes on that? I mean, that was a stunner for me a little bit, but also kind of expected. Yeah, I mean, I thanks to my thanks to my personal journey and recovery, I try to practice equanimity on a daily basis. Um, so you know, I'm living life on life's terms, and I'll take whatever curveballs are thrown my way. Um, frankly, I was a bit surprised that Fancy Food Show decided to try and do their event at the beginning of Q4. I found that to be a bit surprising. Um, I also 
you know, generally speaking, personally have already been suspect to the business efficacy of participating in that event. I personally used to do like 40 foot booths and then I did a 20 foot booth and I, I then I stopped doing a booth. So personally, I find that it to have strayed away from the artisan cheese world that I inhabit. Um, so from, and then COVID happened and COVID not participating in those events, but at the same time, being successful in my business allowed me to start seeing that maybe that, that experience wasn't vital to my business. Um, so, um, I, I, I frankly was happy that they decided to do it because it, it lit a fire under my butt to actually get a CMI New York going. And then when I found out it was canceled, um, yeah, it like definitely for a minute I was like, Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> whoa, what am I going to do here? And it just allowed me to kind of sit, you know, sit and reflect on what CMI is really all about. And what I came to realize is that CMI grew up in the shadow of a fancy food show. It's what that uh, fancy food show brought people from all over the world together. And then I was able to piggyback that to CMI. Um, but, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but CMI, this is this is basically going to be our 10 year anniversary. We missed it in 2020. So this is going to be our 10 year anniversary. I actually believe and I'm excited to see if CMI can live on its own. Um, when we went to CMI Chicago, we didn't have a fancy food show to attach ourselves to. And frankly, it was one of the best events we've ever had. It wasn't as large, but. You know, as somebody who's short, I often say it's not the size that matters. <laughs> and that's what I learned with CMI Chicago, that that those that show up to that CMI were those that were really deeply, sincerely passionate about the event, the people at the event and what we were doing. And so for me, I'm actually in an odd sort of way, super excited to do this event without Fancy Food Show, because it's going to be an opportunity for me and my team and those that participate to see Who's down with CMI, CMI, right? It's like, you know, I want to, all of a sudden I want to see that, sing that OPP song. But um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, the cool thing, Zoom is an equalizer. And what I mean by that is that for the education days, I'm going to be able to Zoom in European partners, domestic partners. Um, so it's going to be interactive, engaging, if not partially virtual for the education days. And so we proved through Meet Me Online and Flattening the Curve that that is a feasible solution. So for me, I'm actually kind of excited to not have to deal with the stress and the additional work that comes with the fancy food show, allowing me and my team to simply focus on CMI. So to be to be blunt and short, I'm not surprised they canceled. Um, I really had no interest in going to the Jacob Javits Center to see uh, candy and uh, the various other things that occur at the Fancy Food Show and now can just simply focus on CMI. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how this uh, materializes. And I also love how technology has brought it up another level. I heard amazing things about the charcuterie, the virtual charcuterie uh, competition that you did. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that this is kind of bringing a new wave to, because uh, a decade is a long time. Uh, congratulations and mazel tov on that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah, CMI's all grown up. 
I, I can't wait to see it's, it's bar a bar mitzvah. <laughs> it's a tween. It's a tween. Either, either can I. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the interesting thing now, the decisions that we need to really think about now is what are we going to do with San Francisco? Because mm-hmm. uh, as of right now, the Fancy Food Show is stating that they're going to go back to San Francisco. Um, and so I have to very quickly decide whether we're going to try to do a, a San Francisco event. I very much want to. Um, and so, and, and that oddly enough, they, they, they put the flag on the ground for that to be in January. So they were going to do a beginning Q4 and then an immediate one thereafter in Q1. Um, I kind of feel like it's a good thing for fancy food show that they canceled the Q4 one because it Mm -hmm. might actually allow for some better momentum in Q1. Um, hopefully, uh, the United States population can get behind, uh, further vaccination uh, and and ideally we'll be able to come back to San Francisco in January as cheesemonger invitational um, to 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 just keep keep the ball rolling as the whole industry is looking forward to it um, I mean we all we all need to be back in real life not just on our zoom so I I'm also looking forward to that Kara, um, and, and, and that's why I'm doing CMI New York you know like I there is a part of me that's like oh my god is this in bad taste that we're doing CMI New York given what's going on in the world and and I've decided that the the reward is worth the risk and what I mean by that is that I, I can only speak for myself I need to, I'm a social being I need to be around my people it's I've been long enough I need to be about around my people I personally am vaccinated I, my my wife and I have kids. My wife is very, very COVID cautious and inspired me to be the same. Um, we're going to be very vigilant about being COVID careful. Um, but for those out there that are, are, are starving for some cheese intimacy, are looking for some community building, are looking to hang their hat on something that is exciting, is fun, and is potentially worthy of good news come join us man because we're we're ready to, we're ready to, to cut some cheese oh yeah for sure um i have one more fun question for you adam because i i don't know the beginnings of this um your alternate personality during cmi is mr moo where what is the origin story to mr moo <laughs> the origin story to mr moo is that my wife for some, uh, my because I'm like I don't know about you guys, but once you're in the cheese business, everybody in the world wants to give you cheese-related gifts. Whether it's a mug, whether it's a shirt, whether it's socks, um, we get all the cheese-related gifts, and we get all the cheese-related memes. Um, and so, my wife for Hanukkah got me a cow onesie, and then uh, one day. Uh, uh, out of my mind, as I used to be often, thought it would be hilarious to don a cow costume on stage in front of everybody because I really, at the at the party finals of CMI, I, I, I'm yet to yet to experience something quite like it. In that, like the room is just on is electric with excitement and enthusiasm for the cheesemonger. So I thought being in a cow costume would just really kind of amp up the vibe. Um, and so Mr. Moo was born. And then as a hip hop guy, um, I came up with the chant Muba Ma. And then all of a sudden everybody would actually chant Muba Ma with me. And uh, yeah, once, once Mr. Moo was born, uh, it's, you know, that that's, it's, it's, he's too legit to quit. Um, 
and, and for the record, I don't often speak about him because I don't know what you're talking about. Right. right, I'm, right. Like, I mean, I really personally, I'm like, you know, Bruce Wayne does not talk about Batman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and if I understand correctly, are you saying that there's a grown man that dresses up as a cow in front of um, his colleagues and peers in the cheese business? Is that what you're saying? You know, you're right. I've never seen this Mr. Moo before. I've only heard of his myth. Um, so I, I just think that's really, that's just really weird. Yeah. That's just yeah, really weird. So, so a grown man dresses up like a cow in front of adult people that are professionals for real. That sounds I, crazy. Or must be urban legend. Super it has, to, it it has be. to be. It sounds like the Easter bunny or something. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, cool. O- only rumored around the fancy food show timings and now me pop up whenever he wants to. <laughs> well, so the, inter- the interesting thing is, is that like this, this, this myth of a Mr. Moo, what, what happens often is that when people meet me, they're like, so are you going to put on the cow costume? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and like, they, and they think that like, you know, I, I guess they think that like on any random occasion, I'm like ready to rock uh, a cow onesie. And I've really, 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 really worked hard at making sure that, that I, Adam Moskowitz, am separated from this, this, this notorious, uh, adult moo man, um, because, uh, it's just not, uh, normal, just weird. Just, yeah. yeah. So, so you were, Mr. Moo, you weren't on a magazine cover with it, were you? Am I imagining that? I Uh, I was not on a magazine cover with it, but I have been in the Wine Spectator in it. I've been in the Wall Street Journal. I'm on the masthead of the Wall Street Journal in a cow costume next to the Pope. (laughs) Um, Talk about life. Talk about life goals. Um, Actually, and shout out to my boy, Doug Jacknick. In general, shout out to my team that helps make this happen. There's a lot of people behind the scenes that really make this happen. Uh, Shout out to my hosts that make this happen. I actually um, have gone through many cowbells um, trying to find the right cowbell for Mr. Moo. Um, And one of my trips to Bavaria, I, I, I found the most amazing cowbell and then couldn't find it. And I'm pleased to report that a couple of days ago, as we started preparing the materials for CMI, I walked into my office and my favorite cowbell was on my desk. Um, I literally felt like 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 a, a kid. I felt like 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 the day of Christmas, like when you wake up and like you see the tree, the the the, the presents above, under the tree. That's what mm-hmm. it felt like when I saw my cowbell. I, I love that you're saying this as a man who I know is Jewish, but I will also say it's destiny. So props. Um, well, Adam, I just want to say a super thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate all your love and support. Um, and and, and she's, CMI, CMI does not happen without individuals like you. Everybody listening, you're the one who makes CMI happen. Me and my team do our best to facilitate, but CMI is really about the people. It's not about us. Awesome. You you said it well, Adam. Um, if people want to follow the Cheesemonger Invitational on Instagram, is it at Cheesemonger Invitational? At the Cheesemonger Invitational. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Well, I want to wish you a very happy Mubama. Uh, and I want to say to every all the listeners out there, please follow them on Instagram at the Cheesemonger Invitational. You can follow us at the Cutting the Curd or myself at Kara Warren. And please listen to subscribe to Cutting the Curd via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks, and eat more cheese. See ya! 
Cutting the Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.